Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Prayer and fasting. And I know you love prayer anyway, but I know how excited you all are about fasting for 21 days. No food, not one bit of food, passing your lips, water only, seeking the Lord. Amen? No. All right. All right. Well, there's different types of fasts, and we're going to talk about those in the morning. But we are. We're in our month of prayer and fasting. And in all honesty, I, I, prayer is, and we're going to talk about this, but our connection point to God, and it's where the power of God flows. And I'm, I'm encouraged, and, and I want to encourage you this month to, to go after God in prayer, to seek Him like you haven't sought Him before, to, to look to His face and to, to get to know more of God this month, because I know it's, it's going to be a month of breakthrough and a month of release, and a month of God moving in our midst like he hasn't before. And Marcus, uh, when we were worshipping, I, I just got a word for yourself and Caroline that this is not going to be a year like any other year. That 2019 is going to be a year of answered prayer. And I literally, I saw breakthrough. It was like a, a rock crusher or, a, or a, a big machine with a with a point on it, and it was cracking rocks. And I literally see, like, as the enemies tried to place these big boulders in front of your life, and it wasn't for lack of effort or intention to move forward, but you just couldn't because it was, was like you were hemmed in. And I saw, you know, the hand of God coming down and touching these rocks, and it was like they were obliterated and just blew apart. And I feel like God is going to make a way where there hasn't been a way, and he's going to cause you to walk the paths that he has for you, which lead to abundance and blessing. And uh, I just want to encourage you, don't give up, don't give in. Uh, your day of harvest is upon you. Amen? Come on, let's give God a hand this morning. Well, before we get into it... Um, and she's taken off, so I might talk about it this morning. Uh, we we want to give you something uh, at the beginning of this month. Uh, we've got some brochures up the back with some little flies about prayer and fasting. So if you have any questions about prayer and fasting, if you have any, what types of fasts are there? How do I fast? Why do I need to fast? What does fasting achieve? We've got all the information in these booklets, but I've also done up a uh, 21-day uh, prayer journal or, or devotional. So Amanda, maybe you could come and talk to us about these. Thank you. So we're, we're very lucky this year, Pastor Christian has gone ahead of us and, and put together these devotionals. It gives us a chance to, um, to take a scripture and to reflect on it and reflect on what it means for us in, in our life. And this month, uh, the next 21 days, where we go into prayer and fasting, and it says in Matthew 6, when you pray, when you fast, when you give. They're not an option. It is what we're called to do. We're called to pray. We're called to fast. We are called to give. So this time we set aside the, the start of the year to seek God like you're supposed to set aside. The first of everything is for God. The first of everything is set aside apart for God wholly. So we take this time and we'll um, have a roster up the back for everyone to put their name down if you want to be part of it as corporately as we seek together um, prayers and requests for this house. So what we are seeking, um, you know, for more salvations in this place, for connection, for community, for finances, for buildings, all of this. So if you could put your name down on that and each day I will remind whoever is on, you know, the prayer points for the day. And if you have any prayer requests that you do need, covered especially during this month please fill in one of the prayer requests up the back and we'll have the team praying over them as well fantastic thank you amanda let's give amanda a hand this morning 
And I'd love you, I'd love every person to put their name down like Amanda said. She's going to send out a text to remind you of prayer points for that day and, and just for each of us to cover a day in prayer. We're an army, we're a team, we're a family and, and together we're better. Together we achieve more. When we join and combine our faith and our efforts together, God moves and it's powerful. So the last thing was, last week's was our Vision and Dream Sunday and we had Vision and Dream cards where everybody wrote down their visions and dreams for the year ahead and then we prayed over those. I just wanted to let you know if you weren't here last week, you didn't get a chance to fill one of these in. Uh, we've got these cards, are they up the back, Amanda, as well? Would love you to fill them in and myself, Justin, one of the team will pray over those at the end of the service if you'd like to do that. Amen. Fantastic. All right, well, let's come around the word this morning. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you open them to Matthew 6, starting in verse 15. If you don't, just jump up and go and sit next to a Christian. We'll be fine. Um, Matthew 6, starting in verse 5. You're very quiet this morning. I get nervous when you're quiet. And you know what happens when I get nervous. When I get nervous, I get naughty. So I need just, just feedback, just talk to me, and then we'll be fine. And what are we doing? I've got somebody waving at me. We're waving prayer journals. Let's hand the prayer journals out, the devotionals. That would be fantastic. If somebody could do that, that would be excellent. Matthew 6, starting in verse 5, it says, as Amanda said, and when you pray, and when you pray. Do you know one of the saddest things, I, I deal with a lot of people, I deal with a lot of Christians, I travel quite a bit, I get to pastor people, I get to counsel people, I get to talk to people. One of the saddest things for me is finding out that a person going through challenging times doesn't pray. One of our greatest gifts from God is, is the gift of prayer, where he says, you don't have to go through a, a mediator. You don't have to go through an intercessor. You can come straight to me. I'm the God of all creation, and you can speak to me. And when you speak to me, I'll hear, hear you, and I'll answer your prayers. When you come to me in faith, I'll release to you what you need when you need it, and, and my timing is perfect. But it says, and when you pray, and this is Jesus speaking. So I want to just encourage you here this morning, if you're not a prayer, you're missing out on all that God has for you. Start to pray, start to seek God, start to reach out. It says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others, but truly I tell you, they've received their reward in full. One thing about prayer is prayer is not a religious activity to be done for others to see. That's not what prayer is about. That's not the point of prayer. Justin doesn't get up here this morning and start praying just so that you sing. Oh, man, that was, that was good. That was good. That was powerful. That, that moved me. I was moved. I was shifted. It, prayer's not about that. We pray corporately, but God wants you to pray individually. He wants you to set aside time every day to go after him. And then it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what he's done in secret will reward you. Prayer's personal between you and God. There are things that we don't share with other people because they, they, there's, there's shame attached or there's fear attached or guilt or the, the things from my past. But to, with God, you can go open and just express, this is my heart, this is who I am. God, I need you. I need your help. I need your, your touch. Prayer's personal between you and God. It says, and when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. So, so what we're about to read is referred to as the model prayer. Jesus saying to us, his followers, this is how you should pray. You don't have to keep repeating yourself. You don't have to get religious. You don't have to be out there and seen by, but this is how you should pray. It says, our Father in heaven. 
When you pray, you need to know the position of God, who he is and where he is. God sits outside of time. He sits above circumstance. He sits above our issues. When you're praying, you're not praying to someone that can't help you, assist you, or do something for you. Justin referenced Ephesians 3 before. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church. To him who is, God is able. When you pray, you need to know that he's, he's your good and loving father and he's able. He's not withholding, he's not hanging back. God wants to intervene in your, God wants to be invited into the middle of your situation. And I don't know what your situation is, and I don't know what you're going through, what you're challenged by, what you're celebrating in victory, but God wants to be involved intimately with your word, the way the world, the way we get him intimately involved in our lives is to pray and to seek him. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Bring honor to God. Every time you seek him, honor him for who he is and what he's done. If there's anything in our lives that deserve honor and praise, it's God. If, we, if we're going to lift anything up in life, and we lift a lot of things up in life, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's make the name of Jesus famous. Let's, let's bless God through our prayers. And here's the thing, it doesn't cost anything. It's not a big effort, it's not a big deal, but it's just putting him first in our lives and saying, I honor you. Go before me, you're number one in my life. Uh, your will be done. Sorry, it's hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. We're part of a kingdom. What, what we're a part of is bigger than us. The world doesn't revolve around us. We need to revolve around God. We need to let our heart and our emotion, the altar of our heart, our mindsets, we, we need to revolve around God, His plans, His, His will and His way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I literally could spend the whole service on this scripture, but I'm not going to, but... I'd love to encourage you to go through this, Matthew 6, and just look at the Lord's Prayer. He, here Jesus is teaching us how to pray, how to get results in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. And then he goes on to say, when you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do. They disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Hebrews 11 tells us that God is a rewarder of those that seek Him. God wants to reward you. God wants to bless you. God wants to go before you and preceding that he wants you to seek him. I, I, I wonder how often we limit God truly moving in our lives because we decide to seek everything else before him. And, and we need to seek counsel and we need friends in our worlds and we need to go after things and have dreams and plans for the future. But God says, just, just put me first in all of that. So, you know, I guess the question would be, what is prayer and fasting really all about? And we're going to, you know, in the next few weeks with Justin preaching, Pete preaching, myself, we're going to try and answer questions around prayer, around fasting, around how to, when to, why to, all those kind of things. But at its, at its core, broken down, prayer and fasting is all about relationship with God. And you've got to work at any relationship. Any relationship that's going to work in life has to be worked at. You have to go after it. You have to, you have to forgive. You have to push 
differences aside and you've got to look for commonalities and and prayer and fasting is all about relationship with God and, and it's not about getting from God it's about getting to God that that's what prayer and fasting does. it gets us to God and the word says you'll seek me and you find me when you seek for me with all of your heart I love that offering word with Brad this morning it's not about the amount it's not about when and what you it's, it's about the the altar of our heart if God asks something of us that we respond and we do that's prayer that's God speaking and me responding. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the lamb. If we're willing in life and obedient to what God's asked of, we'll eat the good of the land. His word says that he's going to throw open heaven over your life and pour out so much. And my question of myself is why would I want to limit God pouring out so much, opening heaven over my life and not withholding anything from me? Why would I want to limit God doing the God things in my life when I know my limitations, I know what I can do, I know my abilities, and they're so finite and so limited, and his is unlimited and infinite. Amen? So it's not about getting from God, it's about getting to God. And, and prayer's our connection point to our Father who sees, hears, and rewards those who do so. God sees, he hears, and he rewards those that pray. What is it right now that you're worried about? Or what is it that you're complaining about? Or what is it that you're talking to everybody else about but you haven't yet prayed about? Because God wants to see, he wants to hear, he wants to see, and then he wants to reward you. Not punish you, not minimize your, he wants to enlarge. The Bible says, enlarge the place of your tent. The way I'm enlarged is to get more of God in my life so I'm enlarged beyond my capacity and I can become more like him, amen? You know, God's described as being gregarious. And gregarious means relational. Our God is a relational God. He's a good and loving Father that just wants to know you more and have you know Him more. He, 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 he loves you, warts and all, failings and all. In your broken state, God loves you. And sometimes we disqualify what God has qualified. We say, I, God couldn't love me and God couldn't bless me. Why couldn't He? Most of the time, it's because in our minds, we can't believe for what God has promised. But God wants to release to his church what he's promised. And prayer is our source of power. It says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, and this is, it starts with this, if. I think if's the biggest word in the Bible. If. Most of the promises of God, most of the movings of God, the miracles of God hinge on if. Whether I can believe, whether I will step out, whether I will open my mouth and speak. You know, the word says that, it says, speak into being that which is not as though it is. God would speak. It says, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the deep and God spoke and what he spoke came into being. God has given you the same creative power through your words, words spoken in faith. In Isaiah 55, it says, not one word spoken in the name of Jesus returns void, but it accomplishes that for which it's been sent. When you speak, you're creating your future that you're going to enter into. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin and I'll hear their land. If, if, if you will open your mouth, if you will go to a place of believing even in your unbelief, if you'll say, God, I don't understand this. God, this doesn't make sense to me. I wasn't re raised in a, a religious household. I wasn't taught how to pray. I want to encourage you today, start to pray. And if you don't know how to pray, pray whatever you need to pray and God will be with you. And just say, God, I need you. 
God, teach me to pray. God, show me through your word what I should say and how I should say it. Amen? And, you know, some of the questions you may have about prayer might be, well, what's it all about? If God knows what I need and when I need it, why do I need to pray? Do you know what I mean? How do I pray? How often should I pray? But in Thessalonians, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And you can't pray 24-7. I've said this before, but I can be God-aware 24-7. And if he speaks, I'm listening. And if he speaks, I'll respond. That it's not necessarily that I have to babble and babble, and God, I want and God, I need, and I've got my shopping list, and God, you know this person, you know these people. It's not that. It's have a, have a conversation with God. Go to him with the concerns of your heart. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Let him know the desires of your heart. Speak to him as you would your, your husband, your wife, your partner, your friends, your kids. What, speak to God daily and, and let the communication flow in both directions. Amen? So we're going to try and answer these questions and any others you'd have. And what I get wrong, Pete's going to make right. And Justin, song and dance, entertain us. We're going to be sorted. <laughs> Matthew 6, verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, who's saying this? Again, Jesus. Don't worry about your life what you'll eat, what you'll drink, or your body, what you'll wear. Go down to verse 34. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't worry, but. Everybody say, don't worry, but. Everybody say, don't worry, but. Don't worry about temporal. Don't worry about physical. Don't worry about monetary, but seek first God and all of these things will be added unto you. Can you imagine living that way? Because what do we do every day of our lives? We worry. What do we worry about? What we'll eat, what we'll drink, what we'll wear, how we'll pay the bills, how it's going to be. God says, trust me. If you come to me with trust, I'll show you. When we trust God, when we pray, what is prayer doing? Prayer is putting our faith in a good and loving Father. Prayer is saying, God, I believe that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or imagine. God, have your way. Do it. And when we go to a, that position, that posture of faith in God, we will see what God does. Amen? We've lived that way for 20 plus years and it blows me away. The goodness of God that exceeds every single time. Any need, any desire, any plan that we have, God goes, that's not big enough. Let me show you what I actually want to do in your life. Amen? Amen. All right. Philippians 4, verse 6. Is this helping anybody? I can sit down. We can sing another song. I hope this is helping people. Fasting. I know you love fasting. Philippians 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Why don't we just, in 2019, transfer our worry for prayer? Why don't we just offload our anxieties and receive his peace? You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You're not good enough to get it. He wants to give it to you. So why don't you just put yourselves in a position where you can receive all that God has for you this morning? And I don't know about you, but I, I read this stuff and I'm like, man, that's me. I worry and I don't pray. Christian, worry less, pray more. And as I do, it shifts everything in my world and it makes no sense. 
But God's kingdom is countercultural. It's not going to make sense to the natural mind. We have to, but we have to step out. God moves in our moving. So I want to encourage you, if it's easier to worry than pray, well, this, week, this month just get a bit gritty. Just dig down deep, get a bit of mongrel on the inside and say, you know what, I'm going to push back. Devil, I know you've come only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I know that God's come to give me life and life more abundantly, and I'm going to go after the abundant life. I'm going to go after the blessed life. I'm going to receive the peaceful life. I'm going to go, and my anxieties, my worries, my concerns, you can just go to the side. I'm just going to live, you know, that naive life that where I believe in Jesus, the crutch of my life. No, no, it's not a crutch. No, it's not naive to believe. It's a position of strength. When you stand in faith and say, God, I'll take what you've got. Devil, you're no match. For who I have inside. 1 John 5 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. But the key is always seeking in prayer. And, and I, I know people that seek the perfect wave or the ultimate adrenaline rush. Perfect partner, the winning lotto numbers, but seeking God first. God just wants to be number one. He doesn't care what's number two because it will be in line, it will be in order when He's number one. When the altar of our heart is right and God is number one, number two, it'll, it'll all work itself out. And God will have his way because our will is lined up with his. And let me say this this morning, that worry is never going to be a substitute for prayer. You can worry and it will achieve you nothing. You can worry and it will keep you awake at night. You can worry and it will affect your health. It will do nothing good for you. Or you can pray and you can say, God, I'm giving to you. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Cast onto me your fears, your worries, your anxieties, your brokenness, your hurt, your regret, your guilt. Cast it onto me and watch what I will do in your life. And God loves you, but he's not moved by your need. He loves you and he's not moved by your circumstance. God's moved by your faith. And the greatest act of faith is to come before him and say, God, I need you. I need you more than I need this. I need you. As we pray, it's like, it's like breath in our lungs for our spiritual man. We come alive when we pray. And, and I've, I've been in times and situations where I haven't known what to do. And I've sought counsel and I've, I've gone to those little annals of wisdom in the back of my brain. And I, what should I do here? And I've got nothing. And then I seek God and in a moment, in an instant, he speaks to me and reveals to me exactly what I need to do in that, that situation. Prayer honestly has the ability to affect everything that affects you your health, your finances, your relationship, your spirituality. Prayer can affect every area of your world if only we would, if, if, if my people. And, and if I've discovered anything over the years, it's that when I put God first, my perspective shifts. And the issues that I've faced don't seem as big or so insurmountable. He shows me a way. And I love the scriptures. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. It's like this, this, this shield comes on your life when you go to faith and you go to prayer. And, and I see things differently. I see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And God, you're with me. And God, we're traveling through this. Together. I'm not doing this alone. I felt like I was doing it alone. But God, I invited you into the middle of my situation. Now my situation looks far less than it did before. Why? Because I'm waiting on you. I'm renewing my strength. I'm rising to new heights and I'm seeing with new eyes my perspective has shifted I want to encourage you church let's be that men and women that go to God before we go to anything else amen, amen. if I know anything else it's that prayer works for everyone sometimes I think well it's the super saint or it's the pastor or it's the evangelist or it's the the minister it's that they can pray let them pray no no pray for yourself can I encourage? pray for yourself you you have the same spirit living on the inside of you that I do and I've prayed for two people that died and they came back to life. 
I've prayed, even just last year in August, for a girl that had been in a wheelchair for seven years, had been in hospital and tried to kill herself three times because the doctor said, this is your life. This is your future. You're going to have carers 24-7, feeding you, clothing you, bathing you. That, that's your life. And we prayed, and in a moment, she got healed. In a moment, God, why don't you do that for yourself? Why don't you say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world? I got the word of God on the inside of me. I got the, I got the promises of God on the inside of me. I believe in the same God. He did. I'm going to pray for myself. I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my friends. I want to encourage you. Prayer is both ordinary and extraordinary. You don't have to be a super saint. It says here in James 5:17. it says, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Elijah was a man just like us. Elijah was a man just like Pete. Elijah was a man just like Grant. Elijah was a person just like you. He prayed, and it shifted seasonal patterns. The heavens shut up. They didn't, they didn't rain, it, and he prayed again. You have the ability to shift things circumstances, spiritual attacks, physical ailments. You can pray and see God move. You just have to pray from a position of faith. Amen. It says in Romans 10, 13, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But can I encourage you this? In the busyness of life, don't slip into seeking the God of things instead of the God himself. So often we look for the answer. How's this going to work? How's he going to do it? I need this. I'm in this situation. I need you. God's ways are above your ways and his thoughts above your thoughts. His timing is perfect, Ecclesiastes tell us. Seek him and you'll have what you need when you need it. And so often God knows beyond what we need. The things I'm going after would be a limiting force in my world. But honestly, when I get him, I get everything I need. And it's perfect. And it's in order. And, and, and it lines up and it blesses my world. It blesses my family and my sphere of influence. Do you know God wants to bless you beyond you? That's why you need to pray. That's why you need to seek him. Because as much as he loves you and wants to bless you, the word says that he wants to pour so much into you that you cannot contain it. What does that mean? That means he wants to pour so much into your world that you have to pour out into other people. And he's not going to stop pouring. He's going to keep pouring into your world so there's abundance, there's overflow, there's, there's release. Why? So you can reflect him in the earth and do exactly the same to other people. You need to pray because you need more of God. You need more of God's provision and abundance in your world. Amen? Don't limit what God can do. He wants to add all these things to you, but he wants you to love him more than all these things. That's what prayer does. It refocuses our attention. But when we lose focus on God our Father, worry takes over and we start to worship created things rather than the Creator. And I want to encourage you, just over the course of this month, that if you pray two minutes a day, just go for five. If you prayed five minutes a day, just go for ten. And, and in your fasting, fast something. Everybody can fast something. If you've got a medical condition, it may not be food. I understand that. And if you, you have a medical condition, please don't go off medication. Seek advice. Let, let's talk these things through, whether you're a medical professional or pastoral team. But, but this, this month, let's sacrifice. Let's put something aside to say, God, I'm replacing this with you. My focus is going from, and sometimes it's technology, sometimes it's television. It might be food. It might be, I don't know, coffee, alcohol, whatever it might be for you. But I, wa I want you to get intentional this month to, to sacrifice something so that, God takes priority in that area of your world. Amen? You know, another version of Matthew 6, starting verse 30, says this. It says, 
if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, do you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God, the way he works, fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Verse 34, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what you may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come when the time comes. I love that. Don't get so worried. Don't get so worked up. Don't get so concerned about what you do or don't have. Go after him. Go to him in prayer. Cry out to him. And, and what is this really say? It's saying? Seek him. Crave him. Want more from him. Learn from him. Bend towards him. Let, have the inclination and strong affection just to hunger and thirst after him. And, and I, there's certain things I love doing in life, but they can't come before God. There's certain things that you have a propensity in life to, to lean towards, to love on, to desire more of. And God says, they're all right, but just want me more. Lean towards me more. Seek me more. You know, in Matthew 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They're going to be filled. When you hunger and thirst, this is what prayer and fasting is all about. Replacing TV, money, food, our desires, our physical wants for him and finding him. Amen? Psalm 34. You all know this scripture. Delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth the righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Don't fret because of he who prospers in his way because of the man who, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. I love what it says. It Rest in the Lord. For me, prayer is a position of rest where I get to sit there and say, you know what, God, this is me. We'll never really show anybody else the true us, the, the, the warts and all, the, the defenses down us. But you can go to God and say, God, this is me. And I know you love me. And I know you're for me. And I know you forgive me. And I know you want to bless me. And I know healing comes from you. I know wisdom comes from you. I know you're a, you're a protector. You're a guide. You're, you're with me. God, I'm taking rest in you. I feel like there's some people here, you run so hard, you try so much, you're spinning plates, you're juggling balls, and God says, just let them all drop and just come to me and rest. That's what it says in Matthew 11, it says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Over the course of this month, I, I, would, I would love you to come to him and just say, God, I'm here to meet with you. You know the needs, you know my desires, but God, I want more of you before I want more of anything else. Amen? I got so much to say. Rick Godwin, this is a quote from me, it says, the good life will seduce and reduce you to be a slave to a world of comfort. It will drive you to be too driven and busy and church becomes a place of stress relief from all the things we want in this world. We don't want to change, but we want fast relief from pain. Then we go on chasing all the other things people want. God doesn't want you chasing all the other things that people want. He wants you chasing him. And as you go to him, all these things will be added unto you. The church shouldn't lack anything because we have him. 
And I want to encourage you over the course of this month, let, course of this month let's shift perspective. Let's shift uh, mindsets towards what's the most important in our life. And even if it's just a statement you have to make, say, God, I make you number one in my life. Jesus, I lift up your name over my life. God, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to praise you. And I'm telling you, at the end of this month, you, you, you will look and feel totally different. I'm just going to add to what Brad said and then come to a close this morning. But in Leviticus 6, starting in verse 11, it says, The fire of the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Prayer is the altar and it's our job to maintain it. God doesn't want the fire to go out. God wants us to stoke the fire daily of prayer. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? I'm going to finish this next time we pray. But prayer will help you focus up, build momentum, and move forward in life. And the Bible says that the prayer offered in faith will be heard. God will hear your prayer. He will answer your prayer. He will release to you in the perfect timing what you need when you need it. Amen? Let's just lift our hands. We'll finish with a song in a minute, but I want to pray over you this morning that, that a hunger and a desire for more of God will, will start to burn on the inside of you, that your faith will be stirred this morning, that you'll, you'll rise to a point where you say, God, I, I want you. I want to see you. I want to hear your voice. God, I want to commune with you. Father, I thank you for every person standing before me today. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for their faith and their commitment to you. Lord, bless them. Be with them. And over the course of this month, as we fast and pray, whether it's food or technology or coffee or whatever it is that we offer up to you, Lord God, I pray that you would move amongst your people, that you would have your, that they would hear your voice clearly, that feel your, your touch upon their heart and mind, that peace would come, replacing any anxiety, fear or worry or anything else. Lord, let heaven open over this house. Show us, Lord, what you would have us do as a community of believers in our community on the Sunshine Coast. God, let us be a blessing, an overflowing blessing that pours out to every single person we meet. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.